0: Hey guys, and welcome to Smells Like Teen Inks. This is Popping Off at Pops, our Riverdale reaction show coming at you today. We are going to be talking about Riverdale season five, episode five Homecoming. I got it. I didn't forget. Be proud, y'all. <laughs> Um, as I said, welcome to Popping Off at Pops, our Riverdale Reaction After Show. Make sure you like, subscribe, share this video with your friends, ring the bell so you don't miss any of our other angsty content. But before I get started, as always, I am here with the incomparable Jordan and Kiki. Ladies, introduce yourselves and tell everyone where else they can find you on the World Wide Web. Hi, I'm Jordan, and you can find me at Lambertra. That's
1: right, right there, right there. <laughs> Talking about pop culture and doing weird stuff. And uh, when I'm not doing this, I am playing Dungeons & Dragons with Kiki on Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash Qtime.
2: Hey guys, I'm Kiki. And welcome back to Poppin' Off at Pops. And when I'm not here, I am playing Dungeons & Dragons with Jordan on Tuesdays. At 6.30, you got to make sure to follow along. We are getting into our storyline, and it is great. It's, it's, it's absolutely awesome.
0: I mean, Kiki's killing it. And so everyone knows the title, like Q Times. It is Blackness and Dragons with these amazing people. And the one-liners are crazy. The daggers come out. We've got balls flying out of a rust bag. You know? <laughs> That turns to wild boars. I don't know. Wild boars. There's there's all kinds of things happening. Buildings are getting set on fire. I don't know anymore. It, I know. It's so good. But check it out on Twitch at Q-Times Tuesdays, 6:30 Pacific. You know, see these ladies be awesome. Um, before we jump into this week's Riverdale, I just want to talk about as we do some of the comments that you guys have brought up and thoughts and everything. Uh, from last week's episode, and I feel I deserve my love of true crime card taken away, (laughs) because, um, because, you know, Squeaky, the girl that was introduced at the very end of the episode, (sighs) it is a Manson reference. Ladies, Maria Rose brought it up, so wait. Did no one else catch that Charles Manson's reference on Riverdale is with the character Lynette Squeaky Fields, like a member of the Manson family, Lynette Squeaky from, who was also a runaway. So fuck everyone who talks shit about this show. I was like.
1: Okay, listen, while that was genius, I know why I didn't catch it. And that's because Charles Manson was a fucking racist toolbag.
0: Oh, fair enough. Really, though. Fair enough. You're not wrong. You're not. You are not
1: incorrect.
0: (laughs) Um, But I was just like, how did I like, not, I'm mad at myself. Um, And then we were uh, one of our listeners, readers, no listeners, let us know, (laughs) our viewers, Uh, Ariba Mahmood, Moose and his dad were in the ROTC, which I completely forgot. I had completely, that was so many
1: seasons ago. It was not in my brain anymore.
0: So Thank you, Ariba, for reminding us that there was already an ROTC, because I was like, was there? Is this new? (laughs) (laughs) This doesn't seem right. And also, uh, ladies, you did call Jughead's book, which is confirmed in this episode as well, being about the peoples of Riverdale and Alice, my girl from last week. Uh, So Jughead's book is obvious about the show Riverdale. uh, Well, I can't even read At the Blonde in the Bar described it as a romantic. That legit confirms Riverdale is a bughead romance story. Like it's their story. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that part, but I also kind of like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't
1: know about that last sentence.
2: (laughs) They weren't the only like love story of Riverdale. And I I don't know. There was some intense stuff like Veronica breaking Archie out of jail. That was like super love story and super fun. So Mm -hmm. I mean,
1: I'm I'm not a fan of of calling high school loves great loves because I really think that your life should continue and progress and you should be blessed enough to have more than that. Um, But I will say if I have to crown one of these couples, it's definitely going to be Tony. Sorry about it.
0: I don't disagree, even going into this week's episode, which makes me so sad. So let's um, let's start diving in, ladies. What did you overall think of this episode as Kiki blocks her face with her light? <laughs>
1: she's like, I'm done.
0: So like, done with, the- I'm not talking about this episode. What did you think overall before we dive into details? I have a couple of highlights that I think I can just be like, yeah. Well, it was
1: better than the first three episodes of this season, which were really the last three episodes of last season, but it was very much like it was super exposition super exposition heavy. Yes, very much so.
2: And that's exactly my complaint. I was like, we are learning so much to forward this whole thing along, which fine and dandy. I get it. It happens, whatever. But it just felt so written. If that makes any sense, like I felt like I was reading a book. I'm really yeah. felt like I was watching an episode.
0: I think that kind of goes along with what we've been saying, right? That this season feels very different now that the actual season has started. It doesn't really feel like a typical Riverdale episode anymore, and I I actually like that because uh, it's kind of like season one. We didn't know what we were getting into. It's all new and fresh, and now they've just kind of like revamped it. And I kind of like the exposition. I like that it's not all super quick. Um, I also like that Reggie has a mullet, so you know.
1: <laughs> I hate Reggie's mullet. Oh goodness gracious! Oh, I thought I was the only one who was taking a note about that. It's not my jam. Oh, look at it. Look at this beautiful thing. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> he it's looks very- like Razor Ramon.
0: Like there's other pictures of it.
1: Y'all used to watch WWE back in the day. He looks
0: like Razor Ramon. Stop it. I can see that. Where to okay. God, Yeah. No, I know exactly who you're talking about. I was just like, let's do that. Um, I also think we got a couple of really great like riverdale this episode with the American Excess and the Mrs. Crouton.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, riverdale are the best and I appreciate that. My American Excess card is not working. <laughs>
0: Thanks oh, me. Uh, let's just, you know, originally I was going to start with Jenkins, but let's start with Veronica. She like didn't do much this episode. Uh, and so to talk about American access.
2: American <laughs> access. Yeah. I was like, okay, okay. well, I'm just like, we just gave us so much with Veronica that was a little confusing. Her whole... Wanting to stay in Riverdale seems unmotivated. Now she wants to be a sportscaster. And then she wants a sports agent, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then she wants to join the family business. What's the family business? Like the rum business, which, okay. Let me just say that was the worst way to write off Hermosa. Like we were a lucky
1: girl. Like, oh, where's Hermosa? What happened to Hermosa? And then this week he's just like, oh, Hermosa took the rum business to Miami. Bye. Mm -hmm. Bye.
0: It's like, okay. Um, we all know that Veronica's husband is like a super controlling douchebag. She married her father, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so,
1: pulling his strings? That's my thing. Like, where does he get, Where? who gave him the balls?
0: Right. Who, like this? who gave him the audacity?
1: I don't buy that it's just him acting on his own at this point. I am suspicious.
0: Yeah, he's cut off her he's, credit
2: cards. He's having her follow. He's working
0: with her dad.
2: Mm-hmm. You think he's working with this man right here? Uh-huh. There's no way Hiram's not like wrapped up into this. In some way, shape or form. He has I'm- his hands on everything.
0: Yeah, and his dream of dissolving Riverdale, which happens this episode. And I have so many questions about that.
1: Well, okay, no, but you do raise a good point. Hiram has his hands on everything. He knows everything. And he did make a big deal of saying, like, oh, well, you didn't tell me when you married Chad. Like, he was all in his feelings about not knowing that they were married, which didn't seem true to character. So he probably does know Chad Gecko.
0: Yeah. How did you guys feel about the um Veronica asking her father for help against her like very abusive husband and him being like, No, you have to fix this yourself.
1: It was mm-hmm. in character. He's a vindictive little creep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I liked it because he wasn't gonna rescue her. It actually made Veronica like stand up for herself and like stand up to her husband and be like, this is how things are. If you don't like it, that's your fault. Like tough. So well, I like that I she did like, like, cower in a corner and that he made her do it.
2: I feel like it would be really out of character for Veronica to ask someone to save her. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad he was like, I'm not saving you. Because Veronica's never needed saving. So it would seem super out of character. And, exactly. And this whole thing with her dating or being married to Chad Gecko just seems very reductive. Like...
1: Yeah, she married her father, and people do that in real life. But I feel like Veronica's been through so much growth on this show that for her to just end up with this guy
0: doesn't make sense. Yeah.
2: Did you freeze, babe? I don't, I don't know. know.
0: Did you hear that, though? I was like, yeah, yeah. It
2: got robotic for a second.
0: It sounded terrifying. Like, something was exploding. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. It's okay. We're back, I'll throw a photo up. It's all good. You didn't see anything. Let's jump to Jughead, Mr. Jughead Jones that this show is never kind to, who is living in the bunker that is still apparently just open and fully furnished with a working <laughs> phone line. And there's no like debris in it, there are no wild animals.
1: Like This bunker has stayed completely pristine for the past seven years.
2: I mean, isn't that the point of a bunker? Though it should stay like intact, even though no one's ever in there.
0: Yeah, but I feel like everyone knew this bunker exists. So, like,
2: yeah, that's true. Everyone and their mom knows about this bunker. So,
0: so it was just weird for me to see it like so
2: clean and pristine. Like, I feel like if everyone left, I would have turned it into like my own photo lab or <laughs> a wine cellar. <laughs> like the children were making little my little own moonshine moon in there. Right, the kids in Riverdale would have turned it into a speakeasy,
1: or like they'd have been making moonshine or like a rave house, like they would have done something with it, right? Yeah,
2: but it just being left as like this one bunker that existed seems a little strange.
0: Part of me really hopes that the writers of Riverdale actually released Jughead's book because I want to read it and see what he said that was so offensive to the serpents because they were like. You, like, what, what did they call fangs? It was, like, baby tooth or something. Yeah, baby tooth and sweet pea with Popeye and yeah. the serpents were um, the vipers. Yeah, toothy. That's what it is. I wrote it down. Like toothy. toothy. Like, like, yeah, we know. But, like, she, but Tony, like, reamed him out. And she was, like, you made fun of us. You were upset with that. Like, you made us look stupid. And I'm just curious what his book was about that made it that way. Because, obviously, he's, a like, a well-established writer with, like, a bestseller. That people didn't think they were dumb,
2: but as a serpent, doesn't he have the right to write his perspective?
0: You know, right? And there's a quote.
1: I I want to say it's by Maya Angelou, and I could be totally wrong, but it basically says like, if people wanted you to write kindly about them, they should behave better. I mean, he's allowed to tell
0: his truth. I mean, wasn't he the serpent king at one point? Even though now yeah. Tony is like serpent queen. Um, I do like how in the these. Who does Jughead owe all this money to? We got the little phone calls well, of like the collector, and then these men show up at Pops. So it's the,
1: the phone call says that he owes about 10 grand to um a credit card agency, right? It's not American Access, it's some different credit card company. So are these two guys like do they work for a credit card company?
2: Are they mobsters? I I have questions. Right. They're trying to scare the youths from ruining their credit, probably. <laughs> But I don't get it either because going into debt is one thing, but yeah. like you usually go into debt over something and we don't know what the something is for Jughead. So it's just confusing because we see this writer who has already written su- several successive successful books. So it's like, clearly you have a book deal. Why are you so broke? Are, what are your habits or addictions that have led to this? Like, why are you like this?
0: Yeah he's got to have a gambling problem right like I feel like you No, know, I think he could just be in
1: over his head because you've got to think about it as a writer you're not getting steady paychecks right like you will get like an advance for your book and you may be getting royalties off of that book but you're not getting you know three grand every other week the way that working people are so let's just say he did get those advances he is getting those royalties you can blow through that money very quickly especially he had an apartment in New York City like He's probably He probably got really used to having money when he got that first advance and when things were going really well. So he probably didn't curb any of his spending or, spending or budgeting. And then at some point, you run out of cash, so then he's just charging stuff on credit cards
0: like crazy. Yeah, but a credit card company's not going to show up in your hometown hunting you Oh, yeah. Down. No, that's, that's just not how it, this works anymore.
1: <laughs> I think that's just a really part of this, uh, you know, anachronistic Riverdale world that we're in where nothing makes
0: sense.
2: Yeah, I was just like, like I, I understand a repo man, but I don't understand like mobsters of a credit card I'm just I'm that just... TikTok song that
0: I don't understand. <laughs> don't understand.
1: Okay, but so Hair jumps behind the counter to hide from these mobsters. Can we talk about
0: what a badass Tabitha Tate was this whole episode? I'm, I'm loving her.
2: Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show, girl.
0: With a bag. With a bag, and she's like, no. I think I'd remember a silly name like that. Like, yeah, good for you. I'm he's curious. Call him.
1: He's like, we don't run tabs. If you want to sit here and write all day, you need to buy something. I know. And then Jughead gets a job as a waiter. So it's so good. Okay, can we talk about how Jughead starts in this show, 10 grand in debt, living in the bunker. And by the end of the debt, he is, li- by the end of the show, he's living in a house. He's got three jobs. <laughs> he's right? a teacher, Doug, a I writer, know. and a waiter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, gonna be so he good. He had glow up this show. This is what we call
2: growth. <laughs> this is what we call growth. He majorly exactly. really adulted. He like, did. Can, like that's like stepping your game up. Adulthood is very much like better make something happen. I guess I'm gonna get another job. Like right? <laughs> just made it happen.
0: Um, another thing is, I really want to hear this phone call, like voicemail that Betty talked about because like, we got in the very beginning, they're kind of just sitting there at pops together. Right. And then they all go on this little stroll together um, alone with each other. And she's like, well, Betty's like, I thought that you would never wanted to see me or talk to me again because of the voicemail you left me on the day your book real party, like book release party was. And I'm like, what was
1: on this voicemail?" Oh, I think he got drunk and said some real out of pocket stuff. I don't know what that out of pocket stuff was, but he was definitely, here was the pocket and here was Jughead. <laughs> he was out of it.
0: This is what I wish I could just quickly
1: look up gifts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's like a pocket, like a creature hopping out of it somewhere. <laughs> um, Yeah, so I was just like, what was that? And I, I liked that. And then we also got the Veronica thing, right? With uh, the Barchi catch up with Veronica. Um, where he's like, yeah, you know, she's married and that's how Archie finds out she's married. He's like, oh, I see the ring on your hand. Congratulations. And she, he's like, but I haven't had a, a relationship since you. So are we supposed to believe that Archie hasn't dated a single person in seven years in the military?
2: Well, I mean, if he's like meet military, then yeah, it's like very much against the rules to like do that. Yeah. The part of me that's like, oh, he's in the army. He's too busy. He's a sergeant, blah, blah, blah.
1: But then there's the other part of me that's like, you know, the stereotype of guys in the army get married young and fast. So they have someone.
0: Yeah. I mean, all of my friends that have been in the military or still currently in the military have been married, usually found their spouse in the military as well. So you can do it. So I just thought that was a really weird thing for him to say. Me? um into let's let's jump to betty betty miss thing girl i'm just like she comes home she sees her mom alice is looking ragged alice is haggard y'all
2: uh poppy too polly polly whatever polly too was a hot ass mess can we uh, talk about I that
1: mean, nah. yeah, her family went there, from we zero to right trash
2: in. I think Polly deserves her own
1: subsection. So I'm just going to hold my notes unless we're going to jump into that right this second. <laughs> uh, it's up to you. We can dive in or we can just keep it about Betty, whatever. I mean, Polly is out here. Times are hard. She's out there doing jingle jangle. She's lying about having a job for a year. Polly, what the? Polly, Polly. Okay. And also, I have confusion. And maybe y'all can answer this, but mm-hmm. shouldn't the twins have blossom money?
0: You know, Ooh. because they are Jason's children, you would think right? so. But I don't. That's a Cheryl question. We like that's also a I'm viewer question. If
1: they like wrote this out a couple seasons ago, and I just don't remember. But like, I feel like they should have inherited something because Alice and Polly over here struggling trying to raise the twins. Polly is lying, saying that she, you know, has a job at this diner. Betty calls and is like, no, you don't have a job at the diner. Are you tricking? Are you selling Jingle Jangle? What are you
0: doing? How are you making money? Like, I'm so confused. I know. She comes in looking like a sex worker. Nothing wrong with that. Good on you, girl, but be careful. You know, and, and Betty's over here apologizing to her about running away after high school and not being there for her on the other side of the farm, which couldn't have been easy for her. And she's obviously very lost and needs to go therapy. It's just like... The Cooper House, man. The Cooper House is a hot, hot, hot mess. But
1: it always has been. been. The second left, and he left a whole ass mess.
2: But it always has been. We've had the Charles and Chick story. You know, things on top of things happen in Betty's family life. You know, her mom just really cannot pick men. And it (laughs) (laughs) shows. So... I mean, her dad was a freaking serial killer. Like, come on. It shows. Like, Betty has been through trauma. <laughs> yeah. But my thing is, like, why is Betty all of a sudden on this hunt to, like, take down her family's drama when she's got her own mental stuff to deal with? Oh, girl. <laughs> she's still having, uh, hold on, the trash. I have
0: TPK because I want to say you the real the one. Do what? Would you say? Do I? Have pictures? Do you have the picture of the trash bag killer from this episode? Because it. Was-
1: oh no! I should have, but I did not. <laughs> it looks like he's wearing the trash bags, y'all. <laughs>
0: you know what? We're gonna freeze. Did you enjoy that photo? I popped it up. You're welcome. <laughs>
2: But why is it like Spider-Man and Venom vibes? Like, <laughs> what is happening? Just I, <laughs> I like I
1: equally felt bad for everybody, but also could not stop laughing when she's having this trash bag killer nightmare. <laughs> she is, she is going through some things. Um, and she is PTSD real bad. And instead of focusing on her own problems, she's out
0: here trying to fix Polly's struggle. Hmm. And Alice is struggling. They're like, "Girl, you don't live here. You haven't been here in seven years. You went off to Yale, and then you went to Quantico." I want to hear nothing we'll out of your for mouth. for Yale? Can someone
2: tell me about
1: this? I'm so alone.
0: I mean,
2: does Yale give them a scholarship? I mean, <laughs> sure, but like two random girls, a random yeah. girl who just wants to. I mean-
1: <laughs> I've been on my student loan high horse because of, you know, our whatever. Fair, I'm not going to get political right now. But I will say that Ivy League Schools will give you scholarship. So I'm I'm willing to say that Betty probably got like a
0: fit like a half ride, three quarter ride. All but right. still that was she probably is deeper than student loan streets, let's be real. <laughs> she got the daughter of a serial killer discount, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, you know, uh, speaking of Betty trying to fix other people's problems, she then like pairs up with Archie, right? And she's like, I'm going to use my FBI-ness. We're going to get Sheriff Keller. We're going to get Fangs and Kevin. (laughs) And I'm going to wear a windbreaker. (laughs) We're all going to get together. And we're going to bust in the heads of the ghoulies so that we can get that jingle jangle and get them kicked out for a felony.
2: This scene was too dark for me, okay? And I was really mad because people were clearly getting their ass beat. And you see I how, didn't any- They were like,
0: actually- Do you see how goofy? dark
2: this photo is? <laughs> <laughs> there were a few scenes this episode that just
1: cinematography-wise were very dark to the point where I was watching it on my iPad and I paused and I was like, is my
0: brightness all the way up? Like what is happening? Well, it's like other episodes of Riverdale in the past. It's a very dark show. And sometimes you just have to turn it all the way up. you're like, what's going on? And that
1: was very was, much you know that, that can be emotionally dark without being visually dark? I still want
0: to see what's happening on the screen, y'all. I know. I was so excited about a fight scene. And then I couldn't see it. Um, Archie is living at the gym because the ghoulies are there in his home. Uh, he's now taking on the job of saving Riverdale and saving Riverdale High, <laughs> because they've lost their funding. on, <laughs> where's this? I have this photo of everyone <laughs> sitting around trying to discuss a way to save Riverdale because Highroom Lodge's plan to what is it like defund, disintegrate Riverdale is actually kind of dissolve. Dissolve.
2: I forget the word
0: dissolve. Uh, How do, do you even do that? What does want- that even mean?
1: You want to unincorporate Riverdale, and basically, right. I, the way that they described it basically mm-hmm. is that he would he would basically just defund the whole town, right? And if they unincorporate the town, then he has an excuse to take all of the money that the they're getting from the state for Riverdale and put it towards Sodale.
2: Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you
1: have to like, I get, I, I don't, I. Don't listen to me because I don't know about towns and townships and how this all works. But apparently you have to prove that, like, it's not a town and so it's like they don't have their own school and they don't have their own, like, police department. So I don't know how Mm -hmm. this works. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Well, Hiram's, like, trying to recruit all the teachers to go teach at that other fancy prep school. And Tony even, like, approaches Tony and she's like, nah, bro, I'm good. Get out of my bar. and thank
1: you. He he tries to bribe her with scholarships and he's like, oh, there's only a hundred students at Riverdale High right now. I'll give them all scholarships to Stonewall Prep. I'll give you a big office.
0: Right. And this is her face. No.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No. But also how does a public-private school work? I don't know. Answer to your question, I'm gonna say what they did on
1: Riverdale was that Tony asked Cheryl for a butt ton of money. Cheryl gives it to her, they turn Riverdale High into a private school, but Cheryl has basically given them enough money to where she's paid the tuition of all the students. So it's
0: a free private school. As well as like the salaries of the teachers for the year at least. Yeah. And like Tony completely manipulates Cheryl into doing that. Yeah, like okay, a no. little a little bit of that yeah emotional manipulation of like if you
2: if ever, you ever cared loved to me, me. If I love ever meant
0: anything anything to
2: you. <laughs> if you if you ever loved me. Ever. If ever you love me now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Um and now we're to talk about that the scene. The 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 Just shower, that, the shower had a tattoo scene cuz i did the what? Say it again. i forgot Archie had a Southside Serpent tattoo scene cuz i did. <laughs> yeah, i was like, oh yeah, that's thing cuz like oh. when i saw i got pictures of a part of not i didn't get it appropriate. When i saw this face <laughs> and then i saw this face i was like, oh, it's happening. This is happening. <laughs> About to go you know, right? down.
2: But
1: those are also, <laughs> without context, the least sexy faces I've ever seen in my life.
0: <laughs> I know. Like, but he's just like, so, uh, we're going to, you want to do this? And she's just like, oh, oh my God. I guess. Yeah. Like, and this conversation, was, they have when it's over.
1: I was shook because we all predicted that, you know, a Barchi hookup was going to happen and that this mm-hmm. was going to be the next logical step. And it is, but I didn't think it was
2: going to happen in the second episode. I know. It was so fast. But I yeah, really right? love how they treated it as like, calm down. It was just an itch that needed to be scratched. And like, it's nothing. And we're adults and we're going to move on. Right? <laughs> just too sweaty grown adults. We just got to bangity bang it out. And we're done.
0: <laughs> yeah. They're like, look, I helped you clean the house that we destroyed. You're going to buy me a pizza. I'm still hungry, by the way. Can you do that? <laughs> and this <I'm like, laughs> is like the right the whole the whole way with dad, like, oh, I need a shower. Oh yeah. I need a I need a shower too. Do you wanna go? F- do you wanna go take a shower? Or we could do it together. And I was just like, oh, this like underlying thing and the scene was very steamy. Like I thought it was actually sexier than everything you ever see on Bridgerton. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not okay. going to go
0: that far, girl. I wouldn't go that far. Let's, you see face think about and crotch. the library scene and Come okay. back. Yeah. The li- I can't. Think of the I think that is a whole other conversation. I am not as into that library scene because he's so bad in regular bed that that can't actually be good. Anyway.
2: Oh, I digress. Back to Riverdale. Back to Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> so done this whole thing. Yeah. Betty's a teacher. Oh, no, weight. Anyway.
1: They're, they're all going to be Yeah, I can't believe this is the wackiest plan
0: on the world. Archie's like, no, fuck it. You guys are teachers now, too. And yeah. they're like, yes. Right. But my question is like, who's going to teach what, right? Because I feel like we have too many English teachers. We obviously have a PE so, teacher. So Kevin said <laughs> that he was... Kevin's Kevin teaching everything, was,
1: right? Poor oh, little Kevin. English teacher, the biology teacher, and the sex ed teacher. Like Kevin, like I don't even. How do you listen? I know that in high school they're not going super in depth, but how do you jump from like drama to biology to sex? Kevin, what are you doing? Well, we
2: had a drama English teacher,
1: but those are subjects that make sense together
0: because in both of them you're studying text. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, what's Veronica going to teach? First of all.
2: Economics, sociology, like, economics. Yeah, not every school did economics, just going to say that. Econ is a part
0: of, <laughs> my high school, school did not do economics, I'm just going to say that. <laughs>
1: really? Mine
2: did. Yes. Yeah, we had econ and civics. Yeah, no. Yeah.
0: I went to school in Virginia, a, they don't teach budgets and shit. I they didn't teach a us budgets the, either,
2: they just taught us how no. to like.
0: Oh, see, that tells you exactly what I think econ is. I got to Read a graph. Read a graph, dunk yeah stocks and read a graph like
1: no they didn't teach
0: us that that was that maybe that was like an ap class or like an off-campus class i don't know
2: it was mandatory to to graduate from high school yeah <laughs> no this
0: is why they let anyone out of the south uh. <laughs> california in the house California. No. Mm. yeah um so obviously archie's the p.e teacher <laughs> right <laughs>
2: He's gonna teach them the highs the low of high school football. I, I know supposed- he's gonna be a football coach, probably or something. Yeah. I feel like Veronica has
0: to teach math. I mean, yeah, not
1: to the economics. Yeah, you but
2: know, is Betty Betty is history, right? I
0: yeah, that would make the most sense. And Jughead's English. Yeah, yeah. And so the science teacher will stay, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Kevin. <laughs> hey. Because Tony's the also, like guidance counselor. Is she gonna take on another teacher role? Like I mean, she could do also sex the ed. Has no electives. Right? Zero electives. Zero but, electives. But maybe now they can, like, because Jughead and Betty can run the paper. You know, Archie's gonna do ROTC. Uh you I know, it could be I a jewelry that, making class. I think that Tony teaching
1: uh, sex ed would be very useful because she is clearly about to pop and have that baby. So she's gonna tell everybody y'all. You want to end up like this? Don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't. A lot of stress happening right now. Don't do it. <laughs> do these things to not do this. Please and thank you. Yeah, I'm just like, what else would, would we have? I think that's it, right? Sociology, math, science, English. What all did we learn in high school? It's been a minute. Yeah, I just think it's fun. And I'm actually curious to see how these kids interact with the new River High, Riverdale High students. Being so young, like what subjects are they gonna broach? Is it gonna be like awkward teacher interactions?
1: Oh, I think definitely. Cause there was a point where I see Jughead in his waiter uniform again. And I was like, this is gonna be flashbacks to Breaking Bad. When yes. Walt worked at the car dealer or the car wash and his students were
0: like bringing in their cars and like shitting on him. <laughs> Right. So now he's got to work at the as a waiter and as an English teacher and probably run the journal and the yearbook. And write his book. And write his book. That's right. We forgot to talk about Jughead's book. He wrote <laughs> down some stuff about Pops and his publishers are like, this is everything. We love small town American tragedy. Write more of it. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what, Jughead, you becoming a teacher is going to give you all the inspiration you need.
2: I but feel also, like he's going to
0: feel so bad just... about
1: it, though. He's already done this before. He He's going to feel really badly about it because he's done this before. Clearly, the, the serpents hate him now. So he's just going to add more fuel to the fire and write another book about Riverdale and piss off more people. Mm-hmm.
2: That's yeah. how I feel. I'm like, even if it's your own story, bro, like you have to realize you're dragging the entire town. The entire town with this. Like, do you really think that this is going to go over so well? Especially being this close to the people that you're dragging. Like, you don't think Hiram's going to come after you? Like, oh. In a second. In a second. Like,
0: but he could write about Hiram, the mob boss. That might make an interesting novel. Or, like, (laughs) I don't know, taking Riverdale out of the depths of.
1: Shmiram
2: Lodge? My book is about Shmiram Shmudge. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) All of the characters in this are completely fictitious and not based on anybody.
0: (laughs) Shmiram Shmudge. If that isn't his name, I'm going to be upset.
1: (laughs) American Access, baby. Marsha's Vineyard. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Crouton. Mrs. Crouton. Mrs. Crouton was probably my favorite call-out. I've never heard of this woman
0: before, but they were so mad that Mrs. Crouton had... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, so upset. Kevin was like screaming about it. It was good. I, I was just it. like,
2: why could I, I have a picture of it? And, and now I, I want salad.
1: <laughs> right. Also, they name dropped Succession like three times in this episode. I guess I know what the writers
0: were watching while they were on quarantine. Right. That's exactly <laughs> what they're watching. Oh, here it is. I'm like, Kevin was very upset. <laughs> My upset not being there. I was like, I know I have a photo of it somewhere. Uh, Because it was really funny. Uh, Another cliffhanger of this episode is Polly is not answering the phone. Right? She went off to work. She is now forward running down the street.
2: Being being chased chased by by a truck.
0: By a truck of the new serial killer or whomever is coming to Riverdale. Do you think they're going to kill Polly? Like that's.
1: This poor girl has been through enough. Can we not? Also, like, if we do, can we get some blossom money to give these twins therapy? Because these twins, they are not even ten years old, and like, their father has mysteriously died. Then they were part of a cult situation. Then their mom gets killed. Then their grandfather is a serial killer. Then their uncle is a serial killer. Like, it...
2: these poor babies. Are they just going to be like Cheryl and Jason? <laughs>
1: Right. Oh also they have really stupid names, Juniper and Dagwood. No offense to any of our viewers who might be watching called Juniper and Dagwood. I think it's the Dagwood that's really weird. Juniper, I can get over. Right. Juniper I actually think is a dope name. I might name my kid Juniper. Dagwood is more like a middle name. Like you don't you don't just walk around calling your kid Dagwood. What yeah. do you call him for short? Woody? Daggy? Daggy. Dag? What
0: up, Dag? Up, man? Dagwa? <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing. DW. What I'm hoping DW. is that... <laughs> <laughs> What I'm hoping is Polly is the witness to this guy, who, person who's murdering everyone in order to like set it forward, and it kind of like scares her straight.
1: Me too. Mm. Get off the jingle jangle. Get a
2: nine to five. Knock it off. Take care of your kids. I mean, she is. You know. <gasps> I'm just like singing the city high song in my my head.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh my God.
2: Come on. Like, where are we going to get in trouble for like.
0: You can't even
2: tell
0: what that is.
2: Oh, Polly. Oh, Polly. Girl, so,
0: that's where we're left. The kids are gonna start teaching. <laughs> Polly might get murdered. And Betty and Archie banged in the shower. I
1: said Archie. a bang, 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 bang. I said a bang 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 bang. <laughs> and then Jughead moved in with Archie. So
0: awkward.
1: <laughs> and also they still haven't like painted the walls or like done anything else to fix Archie's house. They just kicked the ghoulies out and it still
2: looks like a trap house.
0: Yeah. I mean it's only been like 10 hours. Like they need some time.
2: Also, Betty lives across the street, or like the house next door to Archie's house. Yeah. So if Polly's hanging out over there, like her kids are watching their mom kick it in this trap house, like they know where she's up
1: to. Alice is also very stupid because Polly legitimately was just going to the trap house next door, and she didn't notice.
0: There's no way. I got nothing, ladies. I got nothing. Maybe Alice knew, and she was just like, "There's nothing I can do." You know. She's tired. She get, she's taking care of the children's those little ones. But then she did clean up really well. We have to quickly talk about Pops's thing because that's the whole point that they came, right? To Pops's honorary adorable retirement retirement thing and he gets a jacket and he talks about how he didn't finish high school and how he felt so um like special receiving this varsity jacket and it was a lovely little moment. Everyone's Pops is just the most precious.
1: The most precious.
0: Yeah, and they're all just, like, with there with their milkshakes, being cute. And I love, I have it written down. Where did I write it down? Um, that Jughead calls him, like, he was the one that never let the lights go dark in Riverdale. Like, he was everybody's home. He was their lighthouse. And I was like, you're not wrong. Thank you. Very true. And your granddaughter has huge shoes to fill, sir. Huge shoes. But she is starting out with a bang. 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 Absolutely. Awesome. Well, ladies, did we miss anything else as we, like, realized little bits that we were, had forgotten? I just want to say that Tony was serving looks
1: again this whole episode. The
0: plaid yeah. coat, <laughs> the serpent, the six print top,
2: the braids, like,
0: shoot, just
2: going. me a bit Can life. you see her in this one? Look at this. Killing it. The bun with the pink braid wrapping around the bottom. Yes. Like, yes. Love it.
0: Serve it. Awesome. Well, everybody, thank you so much for watching. Make sure that you are liked, subscribe, ring the bell, comment. Let us know what we messed up and forgot and what you remember. (laughs) And what your favorite parts of this episode were. And then we will see you next week. Until next time. (gasps) Bye. Bye.